1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flag Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the third episode of the Sid James uh, Budgerigar Odyssey History Box, whatever the fuck it's called. We're looking at a a YouTube uh, video called The World of Budgerigars 1976, starring Sid James, but um, anchored, I'd say, by budgie expert Philip Marsden. Uh, Sid is the uh, the icing on the cake mm. of this particular particular endeavour. Um and we, we joined Sid in his lodgings. Um <clears throat> he's sitting on the the city, he's got his newspaper, he's just been watching a documentary by Philip Marsden about budgie regards. He's smoking his pipe. There's an ashtray there in front of him on the on the coffee table. It's a delightful mid 1970s scene. And his, uh, his his landlady of his lodgings comes in with some refreshments for him, oh, and we'll just play it and have a listen to it. "Watching
3: on badger Guards" was presented by Philip Marston. Next week, thank you, Philip. <laughs> that's <laughs> my favourite bit so yes. far. <laughs> thank you, Philip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks the TV show. It's presented yeah. when it
2: ends. I mean, that's what you did. It was really respectful, wasn't it? And can I say to anyone listening to this, uh, obviously, if you are listening, then you're probably IFS, which means that you're an important, special part of our family. But I would like to think that whenever you end an episode of Top Flight Time Machine, you go, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Sam.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Out loud.
2: And if you thought if you need to start. Yeah, we kind of, we, we're, we're actually going to have to insist upon that if you want to continue listening to us please thank us at the end out loud looking at your whichever device it is you're listening on
1: yeah Um I mean I was looking at Twitter yesterday and Richard Osman was they re- re- referencing this thing where we're supposed to swear allegiance to King Charles oh yeah at, at his in his coronation we'll cover that later in the week in our, our, our coronation coverage but Richard Osman tweeted, you also have to say goodbye back to us when we say goodbye at the end of Pointless. <laughs>
2: and lots of people
1: in the reply says, yes, I do that.
2: <laughs> so, oh, it's quite nice, so, actually, to do that. It's
1: a, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. James has said, thank, thank you, Philip, to, to Philip Marsden there. And there's a, there's a, a woman
2: who does the news on Six Music, and she's called Claire mm-hmm. Ronakers. And she goes, that's your news on BBC at nine o'clock? I'm Cla- I'm Claire Ronakers, and I always say no. I'm Claire Ronakers. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter hears because I'm usually in the bathroom when she does her bulletin, and I'll be drying my body. I dry my body, and as I'm drying it, I'll go no. I'm dry. I'm Claire Ronakers. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter's like, "Why do you keep shouting at your Claire Ron every morning in the bathroom?" So I don't know. Do there's remember, just something confrontational about the way she says her name.
1: Do you remember the woman who used to do the travel and talk sport called Sammy Joe Law? And at the end of <laughs> no. all of our travel bu- yeah, bulletins, she'd I always go, yeah. she always go." That's that's the travel bulletin. I'm Sammy Joe Low, and ah. I would always go, "I'm Sammy Joe Low." Along with it, Sammy
2: Joe <Jolo>. Low. <laughs>
1: And then she left. I think. I think some of the presenters felt she was getting
2: bit too, too much of a star hopes.
1: billing because of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Them. They wanted uh, her out. You know
1: what I'm talking about. I can don't imagine
2: you? which presenters <laughs> said that. I want her out.
1: <laughs> She's got too much traction on social media. I want her out. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's up. Sids, I'm gonna just listen to that bit again.
3: Only human companionship. And in fact, makes the ideal pet. Yeah, right. Was presented by Philip Marsden. Next week. Thank
2: you, Philip. <laughs> yeah. He also cuts off the continuity man. Next week. Yeah, yeah. fuck off. Thank you, Philip. I don't want to no, hear he from you. Is- it's Philip who's the expert. You're just some fucking script reading nuns.
1: <laughs> that's weird though, isn't it? He's watched this Budgering program and that's all he's interested in watching. He doesn't well, care about that's what that's else what is,
2: what is my, on. my mother-in-law and my wife do that. And it drives me mad. Yeah, they just like just a show it straight ends. Off at the end. A show ends, right? It's yeah. because I realised that when I was a kid in my house, you'd you just because we were common, we'd just have the telly on at all times,
1: all the time, right? You go into a room, the telly would be put you'd on, like, and remain on the for day, hours. The yeah.
2: your the way your day worked was, you would just get up and start watching telly, and if something interrupted <laughs> I still do that, that, then sometimes you'd have to get up and do other things, right? Yeah. But on the whole. You just were watching telly, whereas because my wife's family were more middle class, they would watch telly for a specific reason.
1: Yeah, like so they'd, they'd have, have the have a TV co- times and the radio times. They'd, they'd have, have a radio have the times. TV times because they wouldn't watch ITV. They wouldn't watch ATV. They'd ITV. have the radio times. They'd, have, they'd have radio times. And, and still
2: now, if I'm there now, my my mother-in-law has time out, and she will have highlighted or circled at the beginning of the week what shows she intends to watch. Right. Mm. Very often artsy documentaries or something like that, you know, about a Spanish folk musician on BBC Four nice. or whatever, and
1: uh, Jose Feliciano.
2: Yeah, and they'll uh, and she'll have it all circled, and that's so. Their thing was tonight this evening we shall be watching a television broadcast.
1: We shall sit down at seven twenty
2: and as it a family, will, and it will go on till eight twenty. And then we shall move on to the rest of the evening's entertainment Back and on. endeavors. Yeah, exactly. And so as a result, like when I was first living with my missus, it'd be like this you'd be watching a program. <laughs> and literally, before the credits had even started rolling, she'd be like,
3: off. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, well, the program's over. i go, yeah, but what's on next? She's like, I don't care what's on next. We'll never what? know if you just switch your telly <laughs> off. How are we supposed to know what's coming on next and whether we want to watch it
1: or not? <laughs> it might be Dad's army.
2: <laughs> and um, my uh, and my mother-in-law would do the same. And they just did that. Now, my I mean, now it's not the same because <clears throat> usually we don't sort of you know don't really watch much linear TV. So you're watching something on Netflix or whatever, and you do tend to tune in more. In the days when it was just like you'd be watching EastEnders and then EastEnders would be over and you'd hear mm. not so much as dun, 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 You wouldn't even get that far. You'd get dun and she'd be off. Yeah. And I'd be like, usually there's something good on after EastEnders. I don't know what they show after EastEnders now, but the schedulers, they're I not know. stupid. they put something good on. Like
1: blankety blanks something like that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bradley Walsh. So... um Good stuff.
2: Yeah, they also do that thing of um her mum would... um Turn the sound down, like turn it on mute. If if they were watching something on commercial television, which was rare, as soon as the ad came on, she'd press mute. <laughs> and I'll be like,
3: "Hey, why you turn the sound down
2: for?" She went, "Oh, I, I hate the adverts.
3: I want to see it. Some of them are funny. Why <laughs> have <One laughs> like that lamb chops one? <laughs> Some of them they got chips in them. They're really good. Oh, the chip ones are the worst. What are you talking about? Cool. That's the best things in the world. they on the telly programs."
1: Did you know they make them chew peanut butter to make them talk?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what makes it funnier. And <laughs> yeah, they might add the one where the chimps are lifting the piano up the stairs. <laughs> Switch your sound down. No, I will not. <laughs> Switch it on. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell I miss the one with the lamb chops they've got the Capri caramel bunny turn it on because she got the sexy voice
1: <laughs> oh you're a kid and you've been naughty and they do, they, your parents are like say, right no telly tonight and there's something coming on you really want to watch <laughs> ah, that's my
3: favourite programme <laughs> ah, my head's going to explode switch it, it fucking off
1: goes- please after pre VHS so you could like <laughs> even record it or anything and it would never be on again
2: oh my god did I ever tell you about the time when my brother Cass had like my brother at both my brothers my brother my brother Theo didn't live with me uh he lived with my dad and but he was he had a my dad obviously had a VHS player before we did and <laughs> so, so, live there. so So he was like I'm fuck this fuck this <laughs> I'm going over to his he's got a fucking VHS So he made this incredible archive. I don't know if it still exists. I must ask him, but he started recording everything on any music TV. So every Top of the Pops and every um, episode of the Tube, right? Brilliant. But I think he was actually quite um, clever with it, and he just did the performances as well. So he wouldn't, like, do a whole episode of the Tube. Say there was, like, three bands playing live, he'd just... Press record them pause. And he did this for several years. So the archive is quite exceptional. I mean, really amazing stuff. I mean, now I suppose it's all on YouTube anyway. And then my brother Kath started copying him. He'll deny that, but it was Theo's idea. And he was like, I'm going to (laughs) start doing that at all. So he started doing. his own sort of music one. It was pretty good too, but he was a few years behind Theo. But, you know, great performances, maybe a bit of old grey whistle test. But he only had one tape. Theo had a stack of them. One day, right, (laughs) I think I've talked to you before about how I got really into the Everly Brothers when I was about, like, 11. Right or twelve? Quite weird.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that, but the Everly, Everly Brothers for the record are fantastic.
2: They're fantastic, but it's sort of weird bands to be into when you're that age. But when well, um, you're
1: eleven in yeah. the nineteen eighties, yeah, that's yeah weird. it
2: yeah. was weird. But I got into them. I think my mum like used to play them a lot, and I just decided, fucking, hell, they really yeah. good? And I was sat at home, and remember, like Channel Four at about six o'clock after see C- after the children's programs ended. You switch to Channel Four, and there'd be re- there'd always be cool programs. It was like when I think Jonathan Ross, The Last Resort, was originally on like six o'clock or something. It
1: started that used to be off ten in the evening, but then they moved it to off six.
2: Like, yeah, and they all, also like, would pre-warven. have like the um what was the what was the question program the weather start star test star they'd have test star yeah that was test. Great. The, the Cosby Show they used to show around then as well yeah it was a good good slot when it Channel Four. About six-ish.
1: Yeah, they knew what they were doing there. They weren't fucking about, were they?
2: But one day they, they said, we're showing, I don't know why, it's really random. They were like, we're showing the Everly Brothers live in concert, some sort of comeback <laughs> gig or something. I mean, it wasn't right. being shown live, but it was like a concert. And it was like a yeah. two-hour film of the Everly Brothers, but the Everly Brothers passed their best, right? And I yeah. just went,
3: ah, the Everly Brothers, I love them. I'm going to record it.
2: And I just pressed record on whatever. I did the cardinal sin of 80s VHS <gasps> Etiquette. I didn't check what tape was in there. I just Straight. ran over and pressed record because I was so desperate. And it went over the whole of Cassie's archive of all of his pop videos Fuck. that he had painstakingly been recording for a couple of years. And he's come back and he's gone absolutely ape shit. And I tried Quite to right. say, I tried to feign ignorance and make out it was a technical hitch
1: like the it recorded I, itself i tried to yeah. make i
2: think i'd recently seen superman 3 where the machines all yeah. like become sentient and i tried to say look i didn't want to tell you this but, but our vhs players developed its own personality and independent yeah. thought patterns Um, And it's into
1: the Everly Brothers in a big way.
2: (laughs) Massively. And it started talking to me, very sinister. I tried to stop it and it said, and it started releasing. So seriously, Cass, listen, I tried to intervene. And when I got close to it to try and press stop, it started emitting a poisonous gas (laughs) from its mouth (laughs) that made me pass out. And when I woke up <laughs> two hours later, the it had recorded the whole fucking Everly Brothers concert, and like it was laughing at me. And what can I tell you? I mean, I don't know if we're ever. I think it's in charge now, basically. <laughs> right, no, uh, he gave me. I think he gave me a beating for that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, probably well earned. Mm. I used to do. I used to record everything off, like. Um, music performances and yeah. stand up comedians off Saturday oh, Night Saturday Live, Night and all Live that yeah, Stavros. And I've and I've, st- yeah, just all my yeah. favorite stuff. I would just record. And a while ago, I still got an old VHS re- recorder and I decided I'm going to start digitizing these tapes that I've got. How do you for do that? You can just do them into a computer, into a laptop. You just what get you a cable plug the VHS, the, there's a cable that goes VHS into the, to in laptop, yeah, and the Scott. Right. Socket in the back of the video recorder. Okay. And then into your, um, into your software on your laptop. But then I realised quite quickly that everything's now on YouTube. So what's the point? You know, yeah.
2: Do
1: you remember Snub TV that used to be on BBC Two on a Monday evening? No. like lots of Indian alternative music. It was about right. 1988, 89.
2: Yeah.
1: And... I just recorded so much off that interviews with pixies and things like that, and yeah, you know, one off performances by New Order and stuff. And,
2: but what about Dark uh, all... Energy with Normski?
1: Well, I didn't record much of that to be honest. That
2: was similar I found era, Norsky
1: a bit off putting. Oh, yeah, but um, but the entire episode archive of Snub TV is now on YouTube. Every episode they've fucking made, so i oh, look that up. What do I do?
2: Yeah, I mean, all I would say is is that. What's special about you doing it from your own tapes is that, um, what's special about you doing it from your own tapes is that, um, it's like you, 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 like whatever, like 15 year old Mm. you, curated that. There's something special.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I should just curate the entire cassette onto one video file, do you mean? And then fast forward through it at my own leisure. Rather than that, I, was doing I the just mean that there's something, the fact
2: that you chose it, the order it was in, the exact things you chose, because you didn't record yeah. all of it, that's special because it was you who curated that. So although it was, you it was can me. get it, it's like, it's like saying, if you found an old compilation tape that you'd made, right? That's special because that is a little slice of you from back in time. Whereas yeah. you're not going to go, oh yeah, but all those songs are on Spotify anyway. And I can you're just right. listen to them whenever I want in any order I want. It's like, that's you're not right. the point, is it?
1: No, you're right. That's what I'll do. I'll just digitise each video tip. Yeah. And then never watch them again. Like all the photographs on my fucking iPhone that I'm never going to look at again. Yeah. <sighs> There's too much. There's too much stuff. There's too much stimulus for us to deal with. It's better than now, though, isn't it? Um, anyway, yeah. back to Sid James and his... Uh, his landlady's about to come in. We've said that a few times. Now, here she comes. Hi, Mr
3: Gerard. Here, we are. It's tea. I asked for
1: coffee.
2: You got tea? <laughs> You got to pause it there. What have
3: been watching?
1: <laughs> and that's it. It doesn't have for any reason. What's she called, Mrs Gerard? Yeah.
3: Hi, Mr Gerard. There yeah.
2: we are. It's tea. I asked for coffee. <laughs> tea. But uh, What did he say? He goes, right, Mrs. Gerard. And she goes, right, there's your tea. That's like an old fashioned way of greeting one another that my nan would have done. It's neither, (laughs) you're never saying hi, hello, or all right. It's kind of like a combination of all of them. (laughs) Right, right, "Right, Mrs. Mrs. Gerard. And she goes, right, there's your tea. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a noise. It's just a sort of a cockney (laughs) noise that you make. (laughs) Yeah, I asked for coffee.
1: It's great. It's Sid being undone. You know, I asked her coffee. She's, she's not like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll get you coffee <laughs> instead. She's just like, there's your tea. Drink there's your, your tea. tea.
2: And he goes, I asked coffee. And she goes, well, it's tea.
0: Fucking <laughs> drink. Coffee. Where do you think you are, Italy?
1: Jalapeño.
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com. Jalapeño. So has
1: some, what has been watching. What have you been watching?
3: Program on budgery gas. <laughs> budgery gas. budgery gas. <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs>
2: You fucking Wonder weirdo! Worker. Present for the twins at
3: the end
1: of the road. So she's going to buy a present for the twins at the end of the road. Mm. She's going to buy them a butchery gar. That's a very, very intensive present to buy to buy a couple of kids down the street. Yeah, without. Discussing Will they begin a with consultation with the parents? Because let's yeah. be
2: honest, it's the parents who end up having fucking to do it all. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, whenever my kids were younger, uh, whenever we've got. A Parties and stuff, and take presents for the other kids in their class and all that. The talk was that they would, the parents would never ever want moon sand. Do you remember moon sand? Was that around when your kids were little?
2: Yeah, love them. What the moon Moon sand sand just gets? Moon sand sand gets everywhere. Water and it turns into shapes.
1: I can't remember now. It's just like sand, but it's kind of got kind of got like a putty sort of. Quality to it, and you can you can make stuff out of it. You can form it into things. I don't know if it still exists. Kinetic sand is a thing now, which I guess was the same thing. Um, or you can make it yourself out of uh, flour and corn or corn flour and oil. Oh, like that sound of that! But it just fucking end up everywhere. Yeah. You know, like play doh, but worse because it's fucking sand.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nobody fucking wanted sand. It was great fun to play with though.
1: Well, yeah. If you could have it in a controlled environment, yeah, which you generally can't with five years. If I
2: got it now, I'd just play with it in the um, Vita Modular. That's perfect. Yeah, you could, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I might do you that. You could put
1: it in a plant pot, and then, then Cookie could come in.
2: Okay, no, Cookie um, ate uh, it. It's bound to be one of those things. that's poisonous for a dog.
3: Do not let yeah. your dog eat moon sand. It
2: can yeah, be no lethal.
1: Be moon sand. Yeah. Um. I've lost the video. There it is. So she's gonna buy yeah, gonna buy a budgie for the twins.
2: Really weird. But You're maybe joking. in those days it wouldn't those be considered two four weird. Year olds,
3: they wouldn't know to look after it. You can
1: have <laughs> <laughs> Sid's. <laughs> Sid's got no time for the twins. <laughs> Listen to this.
3: You're joking.
2: Those two four-year-olds they wouldn't know how to look after it. <laughs> <laughs> they are four. A couple of fucking idiots. Honest. Yeah, but they're it's four. That's right. Uh, four. When I was four, I owned I owned a number of pets and I cared for all of them. <laughs> I had a job. In fact, I had two jobs.
1: I was a chimney sweep and a burglar.
2: Uh, (laughs) Plus, I had four dogs, a litter of kittens and a duck. (laughs) And let me tell you, none of them once went without feeding or
1: exercise. (laughs) Let's see what happens next. You can
3: advise them. You always do. Look, you know everybody, don't you? Practically. The expert thing. All right, I'll have a word with this, this Philip
2: Mars, and he's an expert, all right? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? You <laughs>
1: just enough. watched him on telly. It's, uh, yeah, Sid, Sid just seems to know everyone that's on the telly, which he kind of probably did.
2: Yeah, what, that's then? when you realise Sid's very much yeah, as himself, because I wasn't Elite sure level. at first whether he was playing. Because the thing about yeah. Sid is he always played characters he called Sid. Sid's. He yeah. never... <laughs> in a, and not just in the carry-ons, right? In, <laughs> in uh, Hancock's Half Hour and in any yeah. healing comedy, you watch them... It was like part of his like, that his term, his T's and C's, was I ha- my character has to be called Sid because it will throw me if I have to respond to any other name.
1: Bless this house, of course, was his sitcom where he played Sid. Sid,
2: yeah, always <laughs> Sid. And that's why when this starts, you sort of think, is he being Sid James or is he just being one of his other characters closely based a- on Sid, Sid, Car- Sid James yeah. called Sid? Yeah. Um, but I think in this one, he is supposed to be Sid James himself.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's why he's in the lodgings, the celebrity lodgings. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he's going to just have a word with Philip Marsden. And that's indeed what he does. I'm
3: going to have my coffee.
1: Uh, he demands his coffee and she's going to no, really go and wasn't get it.
3: Exaggerating,
1: but... And then suddenly we cut to Philip Marsden's living room and, and he says a massive the first thing he cage. says is uh, no,
2: I really wasn't exaggerating because they've come in the middle of a conversation. So Sid's gone in and went, yeah. I saw that fucking show you did about budgie cars. Were you exaggerating or what? He away <laughs> no, accused him exaggerating. of exaggerating. I know what you people on TV are like. You exaggerate everything, mate. It sound
1: better. <laughs> What's the said next?
3: No, I really wasn't exaggerating. Budgies do make ideal pets for youngsters. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're what fucking kind of exaggeration would
1: that be? Well, what kind of exaggeration would that be? That's a, they make that's ideal a wild, pets wild for exaggeration.
2: Youngsters. They're fucking birds. Yeah. They're volatile. You don't know what they're going to do next, flapping about uh, all over the place. How could they possibly be ideal pets for children?
1: What's your what's your angle here, Marsden? You you got a budgie dealer? You're
2: fucking. I, I tell you what. You're on the fucking payroll of the Buttery Guard Society. Yeah getting Off back and left, right and centre for going out promoting this completely exaggerated notion that they're ideal pets are children.
1: <laughs> and then Philip sits down and we see Sid sitting next to him. And what do we see? What's the standout thing about Sid? <laughs> yeah. He's very hardy, you
3: know, and they take very little looking after. Is it his pink trousers? It's
1: fucking Sid's attire. They're yeah. almost like lilac, the trousers. yeah. <laughs> and he's got this... Um, kind of darker purple shirt on as well open at the collar and a cardigan and he looks incredible he yeah looks incredible and this is shortly before his death this was peak sid
2: you wouldn't have known he was about to die
1: you wouldn't have known at all i mean what, how old was he 61 when he died he looked about pff, 75
2: he looked 75 oh, uh, right from the start of his life you know he, he was, he was all born the in south africa wasn't he
1: something like that yeah i think he
2: was actually south african yeah. Like people think of him as remember Loaded used to do Greatest Living Englishman and uh one week they did him, but they had an asterisk next to Living and Englishman because it was yeah, like yeah. asterisk not living not completely true for either of those things. And that was where I learnt that in fact he'd started yeah. his life out in South Africa.
1: <clears throat> and yeah, he was born in South Africa in, in nineteen thirteen. Mm. And it seems as though um Sid was a, a liar. Uh, it says on Wikipedia, he claimed various previous occupations, including diamond cutter, dance tutor, and boxer. <laughs>
2: but
1: in, in reality, he had trained and worked as a hairdresser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the best one is definitely diamond cutter. That's a brilliant thing to yeah. lie about. What hell. I used to do, I was a diamond cutter. Before I was a podcaster, I was a diamond cutter.
1: He was married to in South Africa to Bertha Sadie Delmont, who was known as Tuts. <laughs> Sid and Tuts.
2: <laughs> and they had a
1: daughter. And his father-in-law, Joseph Delmont, a Johannesburg businessman, bought a hairdressing salon for, for Sid. Uh, but within a year, he announced he wanted to become an actor. Fat this. I'm getting into acting.
2: There's that's Fanny where the, Galore in acting. That, that's where the real Fanny is. But Sid, what are yeah. you talking about? You're married to my daughter. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, no, sorry, I'm just
2: mucking yeah, about. Sorry, I
1: forgot about that.
3: I went fanny in the uh, very much a metaphorical <laughs> sense.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord, there'd be plenty of fanny in the hairdressing business as well. <laughs> Sid, to I honest. did
2: not set you up in business to try and chase fanny. At
3: least that fanny was the fanny of my daughter, Toots. <laughs> 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 the only fanny you should Toots. be interested in is Tootsy's fanny. is fanny. <laughs> That's why I sent you up in business.
1: To stop your life from roaming. But you set me up with an hairdresser's shop. What were you thinking? I feel emasculated, but at the same time, constantly tempted by Fanny. Which is a nightmare combination for any man. The only career I can get into as an alternative is acting.
2: Uh, so I'm afraid it's goodbye to you and to Toots and my daughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he moved to the UK in 1946, so he was 30, 33 when he moved to the UK.
2: Oh, so he must um, have fought in the war then. Nah, fuck that. I got out of that.
1: <laughs> we should probably do Sid James as a history box of his own yeah. think, another time. Because we're, we're concentrating on budgering Guards here. Um, so, yeah, Philip Marsden and him are sitting down looking at this budgie kid. Philip's got a bunch of books in front of him
2: <laughs>
1: He's going to teach uh, Sid from. Um, it's a very low and uncomfortable seat that Philip Marsden's mm. in, but he's doing some good man-spreading while sitting in it. He's got his legs right... His legs are about three feet apart. <clears throat> it's from knee to mm. knee. I and hope you
2: can his, see uh, my the outline of my testicles, Sid. I absolutely <laughs> can, Mr. Marston, and they're impressive too. <laughs>
1: very impressive. I've heard that you're quite the Lothario in the acting business, Mister James, and I just want you to know that it's not just the acting business where men yeah. can be men. There's it's also the butchery car business.
2: Uh, in the butchery guard game, is full of fatty, as you would put it in your earthy in your earthy colloquialisms. <laughs> it's it's positively dripping in fatty, especially if you go to the yearly conventions where you stay over uh, in a hotel, and uh, the fatty opportunities are abundant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to work out where this thing would have been shown. This this gar film. Where would it have been?
2: Prime time. What? Maybe it was I, cinematic release I, only, and you had I to go and it, pay it, to see it.
1: It was probably the um, <laughs> the the opening thing that they always used to have a, 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 a short film on, didn't they, before the main feature? It was probably shown then. You'd go along yeah. to watch Greece or whatever in 1978. And he'd have to sit through 15 minutes of Sid James on budgetary cars with Philip Marsden before <laughs> the main feature came on. Fucking hell. Um, what have I got here in my notes? Lots of information from Philip Marsden uh, about the cage, because you need to have space for the bird to fly around in the cage. There needs to be at least a foot between the two perches. Uh, I think that's why he's got his knees spread so far apart, to kind of demonstrate that in human terms as well. Um, what else we got? Never give budgies prepared human food. So never give your budgie a bit of sausage,
2: yeah, or
1: or half a chip or Or something like that, or a big omelette, a bit of omelette, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Squawky, I
2: made an omelette, cheese and tomato. Do you want a bit? No, oh, suit yourself.
1: I've got a bit of a uh, flashback to budgie maintenance from when I was a kid because there's the bit that they've got the. uh, the feeding box on the side of the, the cage and they just eat the seeds and leave the husks on the top and you've got to come along and you've got to blow the husks away. Oh, yeah. So they've got fresh You fresh can't seeds have them eating the husks, yeah. That's lovely, that. Um Toys. You've got to give them toys as well. I'm just trying to find that bit on the film. You've probably watched this. Oh, there's, the, there's a grip bit where the budgie's just sitting there on the bottom of the cage and there's like five toys next to it and it's just looking at them like, what the fuck have I got to do with these? <laughs> it's taking up all my... Are these been new flatmates? What's this all about?
0: <laughs>
1: and it just looks so depressed. Um, too much furniture is worse than too little because there's no room for exercise for the budgie. Um, budgies can catch colds, apparently. And there's a good bit where it shows you where to position and not to position your cage. Um, don't put it next to a boiling pan, for example. Don't put it on a table next to a door. That will be uh, bashed when a kid runs into the room and opens the door. Just have that bit here.
3: No shade during the day. And budgies, curiously enough, don't usually need artificial heat, but they do need light. They're very healthy, but subject to colds and similar problems, so you should never put the cage where it's in a draught or too near a window where the bird will be exposed to extremes in temperatures, direct sunlight with no shade during the day, and cold at night. They like company, but the cage should never be put in a position where people (coughs) are likely to bump into it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Is it fucking scraping the barrel for advice now, to be honest? Yeah.
3: Now yes. this is very never important. Never cage- put the
2: cage where someone might bump into it. Also, never put it through a fire. Never put <laughs> it inside put it a bath. In Although they enjoy heat, fire would be too much for a bird, and it would per- and it would perish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> never drop never the bird fire- in acid. You saw what <laughs> happened to the Joker in Batman. It may survive, but if it does, it will become deformed and evil.
1: <laughs> never shoot catapult pellets at your bird your bird will become sad <laughs> never
3: never trash talk your bird suddenly not in front of it to its face this will lead to insecurities the bird
2: well, will that's become bit, very
3: depressed
1: that's the, that's the bit we're getting to and, and the, about uh, talking Budgie's talking and Sid delivers the line I'll try and find it What's all this about Budgie's being able to talk?
3: (laughs) What's all this bollocks I've been hearing about Budgie's talking? I don't (laughs) buy buy it—not for a second.
1: This is it, I think. What's all this
3: about Budgie's being able to
1: talk? (laughs) Really confrontational. (laughs) What's what's all
2: this? Yeah, really, uh, he's really confrontational with poor old Marston, isn't he? Yeah, he's like Marston's like, listen, Sid. You asked me here today to give you some insight and advice on budget cards for free. Bear in mind, I am the country's leading expert on budget cards, and I would usually charge a high price for this something, and yet you have asked me to just do it for free. I was happy to do so, but I would ask you to perhaps drop your confrontational tone. I, I don't see where it's coming from. It doesn't feel necessary, and it's making me feel uncomfortable.
1: I've come I've seen all this stuff about badges on TV and it sounds like propaganda. I've come here to get the truth.
2: I will confront you man to man it, and get he's, the he's, truth he's, out of you.
1: Yeah, he's almost like these these modern dear truthers and, and fucking denialists and all this. Mr. I've done my research.
2: Mr Marshall the badges
1: there and all that. It's all bollocks.
2: I don't wanna to have to torture you to get the truth out of you, but I will.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: If you drive me to it, I will waterboard you.
1: Believe me, I've done my own work, so don't worry. You better be good. So what's all this about budgies being able the to talk then? <laughs> um, and we'll find out more in the next week episode, which will be the last one, I think. Uh, we'll find out about how budgies can talk. We'll also find out about a budgie that had a bank account well, as a little will. bit of a spin-off thing. And we might do That's some wonderful. more about Sid's life as well, just to fill it all out. Uh, we'll also see Sid threatening a budgie <laughs> at the end. <laughs>
2: If you look at me like that one more time, I will fucking catch your face.
1: Don't make me come in there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that'll be next week. Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye.
3: Goodbye.